the University of Essex podcast, your non-stop shop to learn about our research, hear genuine student experiences, and to get all your questions answered. Welcome to Understanding University, the ultimate uni podcast. My name is Karina. And my name is Katie, and we work for the outreach team. If you have any questions about any topics that we discuss in this episode, please use the hashtag UniUni on Twitter, or you can email outreach at essex.ac.uk. In this episode, we'll be discussing how to manage your money before and at university. We'll cover what student finance is, how to earn and save money whilst being a student, a myth-busting round, and advice from current university students who are joining us today. The information shared today is relevant for the 2021 to 2022 academic year. Some fees and information is subject to change. So, Vanessa, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hello, uh, my name is Inez. I'm a second-year student studying international relations and modern languages. Thank you very much for that. And Rebecca, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Rebecca. Um, I'm a postgrad student studying international human rights law, and I did my undergrad in, in law with politics. So university costs money, but luckily all UK students applying for a full-time undergraduate course can apply for a loan from Student Finance England. This loan doesn't work like normal loans do, and it seems more as a graduate debt than more than a loan. It won't affect your credit score, and it shouldn't have an impact on applying for a mortgage. You'll receive your loan to cover your time at university, and this is split into two parts, your tuition loan and your maintenance loan. So the maintenance loan is to cover your living costs. So these would be things like accommodation, your books, your phone bill, food, travel, and entertainment. Um, this loan is paid directly to you, and you choose how the, to budget it across your time at university. So the amount you'll receive will depend on your household income. Um, household income is the amount of money that your household earns. So this could be you or your parents, carers, guardians that you live with. Um, and then you have your tuition loan, and that covers the cost of your education. So this money is paid directly to the university, so you don't have to worry about it once you've made your um, student finance application had it approved. Um, every UK student is eligible to have their tuition fees covered by student finance. For more information about Student Finance England, please use the government's website. We'll be sending links out to our registered listeners, and we'll pop some um, links in the comment boxes on SoundCloud as well. So um, we're going to chat to our ambassadors now. Um, so Inez, what was the process like for you when you were considering the cost of university? Uh, so for me, uh, obviously the process started with having a conversation with my parents and, you know, trying to go on the internet and figure out what the possibilities were. And luckily, the government website is very clear and is one of the first things that shows up to you. And obviously, through the university, you'll also get redirected there. And so it became pretty clear how beneficial it was to ask for a loan for my tuition fees. And it was a very easy process thanks to how clear the website was. Oh, um, that's great. Thank you, Inez. And Rebecca, did you um, find out about the student finance online or what was the process like for you? 
For me, I also use the Gov website too. I literally just typed in still finance situation and it took me straight to the Gov website. And I like the fact that it tells you like how much tuition you get and it was clear and it was the same for whatever you study. So it didn't really matter what I studied. The tuition was the same for me. And then you can kind of, with the maintenance loan, you can kind of decide how much you needed. So you didn't have to take the maximum amount, which was good. Nice. And was there anything else that you needed to do to prepare for university or were you worried about the cost of university, Rebecca? Um, yes, actually, I was worried about the cost until I realized that the loan were available and I didn't have to pay back immediately. So I think when I realized that there was money available and I, for me, I think my, the most important thing was the tuition going straight to the university. Cause when I was like, you know, I was so scared I was going to forget to pay the uni on time. So I liked the fact that my tuition went straight to university. So I didn't have to worry about that. So yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. I think some of our listeners may, might have been thinking the same thing. So that's perfect that you, um, that you said that. And, um, with the student finance, then how do we, um, what's the application process like? Inez, what, what do you have to fill out when you're, when you're doing this form? Uh, so the form, uh, consists of different parts. Uh, you get help from the government website for each one of them and in the form when they ask you for things, they also explain exactly what it is. But basically one part is filled out by you, by the student with information, uh, personal information, then another section filled by your parent, care guardian. Uh, and then you also have to have kind of a ID identity, you know, check. So yeah. Thank you for that. Hopefully, um, from what Innes has just said, um, the process is nice and simple, nice and easy. And I should also mention that this is an online application as well. Yeah, and I think it's good to add as well that student finance themselves are just super helpful. And if you ever sort of get stuck or confused, there is a um, telephone number. As a ex-university student myself as well, I definitely did call them and I called them a lot anytime I had a question, but they were the most helpful um, and friendly people um, to advise me. So definitely would recommend doing that too. So it's important for us to also mention that um, when you're making your student finance application, you don't need to have a confirmed place on a course to apply. So um, these applications can take a long time to process. So it's really important that you apply as soon as possible. Yeah. And you can work out rough estimates on how much you will receive for your maintenance loan by using the student loan calculator available on the government website. Um, this may be handy when starting to consider your costs for when you're at university, such as accommodation. Um, all universities offer the cost of their accommodation, including halls of residence, which are the flats that students live in, um, so that you can look at how much they are. Um, you can also have a look at the UCAS budget calculator to work out other estimate costs of living, depending on the university that you choose to study at. Thank you, Karina. So apart from your student finance application, how else can you prepare your money for university? So there are multiple um, and a huge variety of scholarships and bursaries available as additional financial support. And these can vary from things like sports excellence scholarships and disability student allowances. And the scholarships and bursaries offered will vary at every university. So Inez, please could you just briefly explain what a scholarship is, please? 
Uh, yeah, so from my understanding, one of the benefits of a scholarship is that you are not to, you don't have to pay it back. Uh, so it is money that is awarded to you and that you do not have to worry about paying back at a later date. Yes, that is exactly right. And um, this is an amazing opportunity if there are scholarships available out there for you to apply for because it's an additional money that you don't have to pay back. So that could be amazing if you can pick one of those up. Uh, yes, and also uh, I found out while uh, my process of applying that many countries, for example, if you're a student from another country or even from the UK but have another nationality, that sometimes countries do support students wanting to study abroad. So it's always good to you know uh, do a quick search online and see if there's some scholarship that maybe you can get that you never thought of, but it's right there. So don't leave anything out. Yes, definitely. And you just said about um, looking online. So where can you look to see um, whether a university has a scholarship or a, or a bursary? Uh, for me, the first step would to be to go to the university website. And normally, the, they are very clear. They have a section on finance or help. And within that part, uh, of fees and costs and finance. They normally have scholarship and bursaries and they are very clear. Also at the University of Essex, once you get to the website, you do have options to chat with people so you can directly ask them a question. If you're not finding what you're looking for, just ask them. They will redirect you. So it's really helpful and very easy. Ah, amazing. And um, we're now going to ask Rebecca a bit about bursaries. So firstly, what a bursary is. And also, um, Rebecca was actually lucky enough to receive a bursary when she joined university. So she's going to share a bit about that too. Um, so like a scholarship, a bursary is also money they don't have to pay back. And there's different type of bursaries. I can't really speak on all the different ones and different uni offer different bursaries. Um, the one I had, I actually didn't have to do anything. I literally applied and I got emails saying I was qualified for a bursary and I just received the funds twice in a year. However, when I was doing my postgrad, I also went to the website and looked at fees and funding. And on there, you can kind of see the different bursaries and scholarships. And then you can see which ones you're eligible for. And then you can apply directly from the website. But the ones I do know, like, for example, if you, if the university are aware that you have, you're low income or you have a disability, then they usually automatically might put you on the bursary that satisfies that category. So you don't, might not have to do anything, but I still think it's worth, worth checking the website just to see what other bursaries are available. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's exactly what I was just about to say is that just have a look online, um, see what's available and then just double check. Um, whether you need to apply for them or whether they are automatically given to you when you get your place at that university. Okay, so I'm going to ask you guys a bit about maintenance loans now. So Rebecca, when you received your first instalment of your maintenance loan, what did you do and how did you feel? When I received my first maintenance loan, it was weird because, like, okay, I have all this money. <laughs> what do I do first? I'll be responsible. I just find it. So I decided I would be, I would be responsible. So the first thing I did was I paid my accommodation. So I got that out of the way and then I realized there wasn't that much money left. <laughs> and then what I did was, cause you get it, you get your maintenance loan in three installments. So what I did was I divided it by the amount of months 
that I would have to use the money for before I get the next one. And then I just worked out what I had in each month. And then I just worked out what bills or what utility things I need to buy. And I just went about it that way. That is um, great. That is perfect. Um, and also, if you're not sure what your maintenance loan is going to be, we already mentioned that you can use the student finance calculator to give you a rough estimate of what you may be eligible for. And you can work all that all out um, before you even sort of go to university so that you can work out that budgeting before you even get there instead of um, in Rebecca's situation she had to do it right there and then and work out what how she was going to um, get through the next few months um, so Inez um, how did you bu- budget your money um, when you started university uh, so I was lucky enough that in my case my parents could pay for accommodation so at least that part uh, I could take off of my mind and only focus on things like groceries and those almost day-to-day needs uh, and really the idea for those were um, the first time that I went shopping for groceries when uh, I got to the UK and to the beginning of university I kind of wrote down roughly what I had spent and then I saw how long that lasted me uh, and then I always on the next shopping trips I tried to make sure that it either at being you know the same value or that I could even bring it down and start really realizing okay what things can I buy that will last me for longer or you know just really learning from each experience I think really is the best thing. Thank you and and these are the sorts of things um so the example you just gave then about writing down what you need and, and budgeting like these are the sorts of things you can do now you don't have to be at university to 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 start doing these budgeting things so you can um start now and have a go um, and hopefully that might make you feel a bit better about when you have to do it in real life um, at university. Definitely. I think that's a really good point. Um, but whilst you are at university, um, you also have the chance to work part time to gain transferable skills and earn a little bit of extra money as well. Um, every university offers a range of jobs that you may have the opportunity to apply for. For example, our lovely students chatting to us today are student ambassadors. So, Rebecca, please, can you tell us a bit about the role and how does it fit around your studies? Um, okay, so student ambassador, you do different things. You basically just an ambassador for the university. You do a lot of opening days, a lot of, a lot of different things, actually. So I mainly did a lot of, um, tours. I did a lot of open days. I did a lot of applicant days. So I get to talk to a lot of students like those are listening right now. And what I really like about those world was the fact that you pick the days that you're free. So if I'm free every Wednesday, then I will pick Wednesday because then I know I don't have lectures that then I can work. And the roles are really diverse. You never get bored. You're not doing the same thing over and over again. You're doing different things, which I think is really cool. And you're meeting different people and you're engaging and you're talking and you really fit it around your studies as well. So you you can do hard days where I did like two hours working as an ambassador and then I went for my lectures after. So I really like the fact that you can tailor it around your studies and your lifestyle. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, and Ines, what other paid opportunities are there at university? 
Um, so university has a very lively campus in the sense that you have uh, restaurants, you have uh, shops where you can, you know, buy food or buy stationery, things like that. And obviously all of that requires people to work there. And the good thing about universities is that they open a lot of places for students. Uh, and the best part of working, be it as a student ambassador or at any of the university venues, is that people really are looking out for you. So the first experience that sometimes some of us get into the real world of working are uh, very safe, they're very protected, and also they are very happy. You know, you get out of there with thinking of working as a pleasant experience, as a thing that you like, and as in if I put effort, then I can have, you know, I can have fun, I can enjoy what I'm doing, I can get some extra money instead of going to the uh, workspace with, into the real world with no skills or not knowing, you know, how to write an email, how to talk to your superior. And this way you get so much experience. You meet so many people. And honestly, your view of the world is just going to be more positive because this was your first experience. It wasn't that you went to some job and no one paid you for two months. No, it's, you know, exactly who to ask for support and you know that your work will be valued. Thank you very much for that, Ines. And I completely, completely agree. And if you are looking at a university that's not necessarily a campus university or you're just not interested in working in those sorts of places, you can always think about the places that surround the university as well. There are plenty of shops and restaurants and other places out there for you to get a job at. Or you could even think about transferring your current part-time job to a different location, so at the university. Uh, yeah, another thing I found out is that when you're in college or finish in high school, there are a lot of skills and knowledge that you don't realize you have because you're looking forward to university as a place to acquire more skills. But once you're at university, you have some free time that you can use, for example, to private tutor uh students that are in college or high school in, in uh, a levels and now you have all the knowledge that they don't have yet so you can actually help them and that can be a very good part-time uh and it can really help you with your communication skills that you will definitely need at university thank you for that Inez. that was um some great tips there and some perfect um information for our listeners um, so we've just talked a bit about how you can earn money alongside um, studying at university, but ultimately you need to be good at budgeting too, so that you don't, don't end up um, eating beans on toast all the time or pasta as typically students are known to, to eat. So we'll go to Rebecca. Um, how um, easy or hard did you find it to budget your money? I think once I figured out how much I was spending, it was easier for me to budget it because I said earlier about writing it down. So I wrote down how much I spent on food. I wrote down how much I spent on traveling because I really wanted to get the uni experience. I wrote down even how much I spent on night hours as well. And then once I was able to write down all of that, I then allocated money for each area. And then I also realized that by writing it down, I noticed stuff like I was spending so much money on takeouts, for example, if I started cooking more. I think um, when you, you mentioned takeaways um, just then, I feel like as an ex-student myself, um, takeaways was one of those things that 
a lot of students really struggled not to do on a weekly basis. Um, and obviously, there's the craze with fakeaways at the moment where you recreate your favorite takeaway um, at home by buying the ingredients yourself. And obviously, it comes out a lot cheaper. It can be fun um, and something to do with your the people you live with, whether that's your housemates or your family at home. Um, but I was just wondering, Rebecca, do you have any other cool tips like that to um, help you save or manage your money efficiently? Okay, so when I was living in a house in the second year, one me and my housemates used to do we buy our food together so we can save money. And then that way we realize that if we buy in bulk, we save more money than if we buy individually. And then that was a really good way that we were able to save money. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely such a good strategy. Uh, and, you know, making food, uh, even if you're living at university halls, it can be such a great experience to bond with some of your flatmates because you might teach them skills, they might teach you skills. Uh, some Another very good tip for budgeting when it comes to food is, for example, at University of Essex, we're very lucky because the university itself organizes a market every Thursday. And so because you have producers there, you can just go and buy fresh things at a much cheaper price than you'd get at a big supermarket. But even if you are at a different university, you should really look for markets or things like that where again you can buy certain things in bulk or just fresher because they don't have the middleman it will be cheaper and way better for you but definitely cook by yourself and this is something you can start thinking about before you get to university so that it's not as intense and as daunting as starting from zero but even if you do there are always people to help you out uh so yeah in terms of budgeting i would also say don't always take a lot of money, for example, your card, if you're just going to, I don't know, the library, because the temptation to stop to get sometimes a coffee or a cookie that you sometimes don't need because you're just going to go right back home where you already have that cookie that you bought. So yeah, definitely uh, don't bring temptations with you. <laughs> Thank you for that advice, Inez. And also, whilst we're um, whilst I'm talking to you, um, what if you're having problems with money or um, you're struggling with budgeting? Um, where can you go? Who can you speak to about that? Uh, so our university actually has funds and people they have where you can ask for advice uh, on all kinds of things but specifically monetary uh, issues and they do have a fund a hardship fund so if at any point you're struggling you can go there and you can you know find a solution and you can lend you some money for what you're struggling with so do reach out Thank you very much for that. Um, so I just want to briefly sort of mention what happens post-university and when it's time to repay your student loan. So in the April after you graduate, you'll be asked to start repaying back what you loan from student finance, but only if you are earning over a certain amount of money. Um, so if you are, then you'll only be paying back a small percent percentage over that threshold. Um, the minimum salary that you have to have before paying back student loan has been slowly increasing over the past few years. Um, so for more detailed information about this, you can visit the UCAS website, which offers clear information or visit our Talks and Tasters page to watch our video on student finance.
Thank you, Karina. So we're approaching the end of this episode, um, but we're going to finish it off with a bit of a myth-busting session. So I'm going to do some quick-fire questions for our ambassadors who are going to hopefully answer them correctly um, and um, provide us with a bit of an answer too, um, if they can. So we're going to start off with Innes then, and we're going to ask you, um, I'm going to say, um, university is just for rich people, true or false? Absolutely false. Everything we talked about this episode just proves that it's not just for rich people. Thank you. Over to Inez then. If you go to university, you end up with lots of debt that you'll struggle to pay back. True or false? I will answer that. Um, it's false because like Karina said, you didn't have to pay back until you a certain amount of money and that's been increasing over the years. So definitely false <laughs> sorry Rebecca I realized I called you Inez um, but we're going to go back okay. to Inez now definitely and say um, true or false you can get a part-time job that fits around your studies uh, true uh, student ambassadors and many others are great and back to Rebecca um, students have to live off beans on toast and pasta true or false definitely false as was mentioned about budgeting and going out to buy food you definitely do not live on beans and toast. If you budget really well and you build up your cooking skills, you can live off as a student on really nice meals. So, yeah. <laughs> Back to Inez. Getting a student loan will affect your credit score rating. True or false? False. It will not affect it, as we mentioned before, and as you can find the information on the government website. And our last question for Rebecca. Paying back your student loan early will benefit you, true or false? Not really, because I think it's just to do with your preference. You can pay back early if you want to, but if you do, it would not be a disadvantage. Thank you both so much for that. And I really hope that that has um, clarified some misconceptions that surround student finance and going to university. But if you do have any other questions, um, we do have a platform on UniBuddy um, where you can chat to current students and staff at the University of Essex and you can ask them any questions that you like. Um, this is on essex.ac.uk slash life slash chat. Um, we can also take questions at outreach at essex.ac.uk or use the hashtag on Twitter, um, understanding uni. Additional resources will be posted on our website and sent to you via email if you're registered. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to like and share with your family, friends and colleagues. The University of Essex podcast. Research, experience and information.